0: What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Smart Dumbies podcast. As always, this your boy Big Facts. Hey, what's up, man? Nothing much, man. NBA is on its way.
1: Two weeks from the season just about um I'm glad I, I I need some basketball in my life I don't know how i how i how confident I am that the season is gonna go off without a hitch but um preseason starts start preseason starts tomorrow friday I know I, I'm already I, listen I'm already on it okay <laughs> um so James harden man. So let me first let me start by saying, well, white people are mad at him right now. The white (laughs) media is mad at him. Like, where does it end? How far is player empowerment? Have we gone too far? Uh, I like this
0: shit. Yeah,
1: I hate it. What happened to the guys who wanted to stay somewhere forever? Uh, I hate that argument. You know, now I will say let me ask you this where, where do you land on on what what he's doing so to catch us up real quick instead of reporting to camp james harden was seen and videoed at a first of all james Harden's requested to be traded houston has said we're not trading you um he has refused to show up to camp. he was in vegas at a strip club making it rain being joms you know james harden <laughs> doing what he does um you know potentially exposing himself to covid avoiding the contract you know what i mean just being a, a first class ass but uh where do you land on what he's doing it, has he gone too far and you know what would you do if you were houston
0: Ah, uh, shit i don't think he went too far reading through the stories it sounds like this isn't the first time that he's requested a trade it seems like he's been requesting a trade since 2017 When we saw him get smoked by San Antonio Then go to the strip club immediately after losing about like 40 or 60 or some shit like that At home in Houston So apparently he's been requesting a trade And every time like Houston tries to do something to accommodate him We saw he got Chris Paul in right Chris Paul comes in We all know how that ended Then CP3 there was those reports that Both him and CP3 was requesting a trade. Then they bring in Westbrook. The same thing happened. So, I mean, this is the same story that we got last offseason. They just traded CP3 and got Westbrook. That was supposed to appease him. I don't know because I don't know if James Harden's the problem. They keep bringing in players to try to help you, star players, taking on these contracts to try to help you, and then the player they bring in can't play with you, even though they're your friends or whatever. What can Houston do? So, I think... I don't know, man. It's hard. It's tough because James Harden has the right to say, like, he wants to play somewhere else. But, shit, Houston's tried to do everything to accommodate him, and it's not working. And the problem may be James Harden.
1: (laughs) And that's my thing, man. Like, we could talk about Anthony Davis or or some of these guys, like, who, you know, supposedly forced their way out of some of these franchises, Paul Georges, you know, whoever. This is 100% different because Houston has literally done everything Around James Harden and every star that they've gotten have all been like, man, fuck that dude. Like they cater to him, like he he's a nightmare behind the scenes. And now I will say, if it was just the media saying he was an asshole, that would be one thing. But like his friends and other players are like, now fuck this dude. I'm not playing with this dude. And there's something to be said for that. Like you said, at this point, the problem is James. Like should Houston trade him? I kind of like the thing of like, yeah, fuck you know hey you on the contract homie we're not we're definitely not sending you to brooklyn we're definitely you know maybe philly if we can get ben simmons but we're not just taking a poo poo platter back for you just because you said you wanted out so you play you can not at some point like but this vegas shit if he caught if he catches covid from that because now they're saying he needs six straight negative tests to play um if he catches covid or tests positive they'll void that contract
0: i don't think they'll do that because that's everybody I mean, right coming in, he could have did that without everybody that comes in. You have to. That's that's one thing we can get into later. Why I think this season is going to be a shit show because they're saying that you need six straight negative tests in order to play. And this isn't the NFL. In the NFL, not that big of a difference, you know. Well, I ain't gonna say it, not that big of a difference, but you may you you miss a week, right? In the NBA, you can end up missing that in that week. That's one game, maybe maybe two. In the NBA, that shit can end up being six to eight games. You know what I mean? Just from mm-hmm. being in contact if you need six straight positive tests. I mean, uh, negative tests. So even if you come into contact with someone and you don't have any systems, uh, symptoms, these dudes could be missing three games at a pop. And this new schedule with the back-to-backs in each week, it could be four games at a pop that these players are missing just for being in contact. But that's
1: my point. That's my point. Like, if you're if you're the owner, like, if you're Tillman Fertitta, like, and you're looking at this dude in Vegas when he's supposed to be reporting to camp, like, are you just, like, you're like, yo like there's one there's one thing to not show up and we could be like all right you know his back hurts he strained his leg whatever i get it we're trying to trade you you got an injury you know back spasm whatever but going in the middle of a pandemic to a strip club when you're supposed to be at camp where other nba players are is a bad look and it's selfish and like how are other other players supposed to take that
0: I mean I agree I agree 100% The thing is I hate siding with the organization Because I don't know everything Like I don't trust organizations We can say that They may have done everything I agree with that For, Hughes, for uh, James Harden But What it feels like right now Is this is his only option That he has left Like it feels like He's been trying to get traded For Well I, I don't want to say that Because he signed that Fucking Supermax extension too But Exactly But the problem is Is that He doesn't have the control That he thinks he has It's Anthony Davis tried this, like, not last year, with the season before. When you have two years under contract, it's harder to make them move, right? Nobody wants to do anything because uh what you have to pay. He can opt out in 2022. But the, the biggest problem is he's trying to dictate where he's going. You can't dictate where you're going. Now, if he would have signed that Supermax extension, and somebody would have had him under control for five years, maybe he could. But if I'm Houston, I don't trade him where he want to go. Because like you said, he's not he don't have yep. any control. You know what I'm saying? He has to be under contract. I mean, they can start finding him and suspending them, making them lose money, but he has to be under contract. So I'll tra- I trade you. But shit, if the Pistons come, but, I might trade you to the Pistons.
1: And and you gotta think about this. Like, you know, I'll be the one to say this. Like, James Harden has peaked. I mean, I can't see a scenario where he gets better into his 30s. Um, like I'm not, I'm not saying he's gonna go from you know a top five player to trash by any means, but like the the best of James Harden probably has been he he's he's peaked. That I mean you know he's been in the league what 12 years, it's time. So that's probably also a concern because even if you do trade for James in that two year contract, now he's coming at, out of that at 33. Like what team like you're not building around James Harden. The only team that's gonna trade for that type of James Harden are teams that are built to win now so like that does kind of hurt Houston's leverage because they have to say well maybe it is Philly I don't. maybe it is Brooklyn maybe it is a three-team trade you know somebody that is is in win now mode will have to be the one to make this trade
0: and that's kind of the catch I mean we you said we want about Russ right the thing with Russ is Russ has played along like superstars and gotten along with them like the media don't like Russ. correct People say how good he is, but Russ's teammates don't really say there was a problem with him. You know what I mean? Like we scrutinize right. him, so it's easy to get be, uh, get him to Washington than it is to get James Harden somewhere because James Harden hadn't proved that he can play anywhere with anybody. A, you know, with anybody. You know what I'm saying? He he was mildly successful. I think they got to the Western Conference Finals one year when it was just him really and the role players uh, before no, they. That traded. was Dwight
1: that one year, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, but I yeah, it was know, Dwight I Howard was, that year? Was he fully healthy though? I can't remember, mm-hmm. but, but That I was mean, after his Lakers year. So that so that's kind of my point that I was going to make is that he doesn't play well alongside other guards. Now, you put James Harden with a big man, then he probably can because I think he I don't think he's peaked. Well, I think he's peaked as being the best as the franchise player, the person you built around. But I think yeah. James Harden could be a legit like elite number 2 player but I think it needs 1000%. I don't think he needs to be playing with another guard because he needs the ball. He needs to be in a point guard role. He needs to be in a ball dominant role. He needs to be with the dominant big man. How many situations are out there like that? The best one might've been with cat, but now that's gone because they got D Lo. <laughs> There's no situations yep. where that fits. So that's everybody's trying to plug him into Philly, but why would Philly do that? They got the better asset in Ben Simmons. So, I I don't know, man. I just, I guess they're banking on Maury trying to do that. But everything I've heard from Philly is like they're not trading either one of those guys. I mean, if they want to do it, maybe if you're going to take Tobias Harris' contract and shake Middleton and some shit we can throw together, they might do it. But then does Houston want that? Houston wants this premium package, and I don't think there's a spot out there for a premium package. Maybe Pat Riley. If Giannis signed the contract, maybe Pat Riley does it because that's the only team that I can see that's in win-now mode that can use a James Harden type player because they don't need him to do the other stuff. The,
1: on, the only team that, that I guess the media likes and that actually kind of makes some type of viable sense for, on paper, but I don't love the fit, is if Denver got involved. If they said Michael Porter Jr.'s on the table, we'll give you a cornerstone, some picks, you send us and whatever, some contract to make it work. You send us James, but I don't know I like James Jamal and, uh, uh, because you're not giving up MPJ and you know what I mean? It's MPJ, some you know other cats and, and contracts but and picks, whatever picks you want. But I don't know that I like MPJ, Jokic, and, and, and Jamal Murray. Or excuse me, uh, uh, Harden, Jokic, and Murray. Uh,
0: we've seen how Denver rolls. Denver's not going to do that, man. Denver don't even go chase out high-level free agents. I mean, Denver has their plan. They're doing it through prospects. So that's why I said when you knock out, I mean, when you look at the situation, There's not a lot of options. The only options I see is Miami and Orlando. Orlando's the other one. Orlando could see in Bucevic, and just because they're desperate, Orlando seems like they're desperate to get a star down there by any means. But other than that, Orlando and Miami, I don't see a lot of spots for James Harden because of the price that you would have to pay. They're talking about they need a young prospect. They want an All NBA type bunch of picks, and they want a. A bunch of picks, like you're not sending that for James Harden because you don't know that that turns into wins. But if you want to talk about putting seats in the in the uh, seats in the stands, you're either gonna go with Orlando because they might do it, or you're gonna go Miami because Miami's in a win now situation. They need to put somebody behind beside Jimmy Butler, and that two years doesn't look bad if they already if they lose out on Giannis because they got their cap room. That's gonna be the window for them anyway. Two years, so if, if Miami be doing I don't know.
1: Let me ask you this: One dark horse team. Let me ask you this: What if Boston calls and said, "We'll give you Jalen, not Tatum." No, no we'll way. give you Jalen.
0: No way. They. I don't think they would call. If they do, Houston has to take it. I mean, if, right. if Boston calls and I say I'll give you Jalen, then I think that Houston would do it in a heartbeat. But I think it would still it would still have to be something else, though. It wouldn't just be Jalen. Because right,
1: Jay, the, uh, we'll send you a package built around Jalen. Ideally, it would have been the 19 picks in this sorry-ass draft, you know, quote-unquote, yeah. and and Jalen. And you know what I mean? And that might have worked, I mean, but, but I, I don't know that, you know.
0: If you're getting Jalen, then they do it. I just don't know why Boston would do that. Like, I think Boston came out and said they're not in the hunt. Then Golden State came out and said they're not interested. Uh, there's been teams coming out and saying that they're not interested. I'm sure that they went and asked, and the price that came back was like, ah, nah, fuck that. Because Houston doesn't want to trade them. Now, the problem is, is I hate this for Steven Silas, and I think they're doing Steven Silas a disservice. This is why I think Houston should trade Harden, because uh, I don't want them to sabotage Steven Silas. And that's kind of what they'll do if they alienate Harden. You know what I mean? And then you got John Wall in there. John Wall from everything I heard looks like he's ready to play. He's in there working hard practicing. And then they went and got a young player in Christian Woods who could – No, well, we don't know what Christian Woods is going to be, but he has potential to be an all-star type player. You know what I mean? So I, I just don't know. But they can't really fold their hand either. They can't just say, okay, we want to get him out of here so he'll take anything. So it's a tough situation. And James Harden – his agent or somebody needs to explain. They need to come to an agreement because if he does want to get traded, the best thing for him is to come in there, play, and then show something, and then hope he can get traded by the trade deadline because it's not going to happen for. Yeah, because especially if you're when Houston, he's out guess at the what? club and doing shit like that.
1: If you're Houston, guess what? It's like, well, James, we'd love to trade you to a few other spots, but uh, you know, we have to get a lot of fucking picks back for you because we just gave up all these picks for you in the trade for Westbrook. So. Let's get to that trade Westbrook, Wall, trade straight up A um, little surprised that John Wall asked for a trade um, I know a lot of people in DC, DC he, He's a legend in DC, DC loves him Like the actual town, the organization Was behind him um, So like I definitely don't want it to, to Minimize, it's legit the end of an era John Wall is probably the best Wizards player, certainly since Gilbert But I mean as far as a legacy goes Probably since like Wes Unseld And all those guys back in the 70's So, Well he's um, indeed
0: uh, actually Washington gave Houston the pick for that turn so they got a first round pick so it was Wall and a first for uh, Westbrook and that's because Wall like, and played that- in two years
1: I, I liked, I like the trade for both teams. Honestly, if John wall can come, cause you can kind of, like you said, we'll see what Christian wood is and John wall will compliment him. Like, like I, I like that already. Um, and you kind of have a, a team like John walls in, in, I wouldn't say the twilight of his career. I mean, he's certainly going to be a really good player who, you know, at his peak was averaging 20 and 10. I mean, I don't know that the scoring is that I imagine his speed probably isn't the same, but you can't tell me why he wouldn't get 15 and 10 or somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, you know, you have some pieces there, so you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I understand about both teams do it, did it. Um, it's good to get John Wall in there in case you do have to trade uh, James Harden. I don't like the fit with John Wall and Harden together. I love the fit with Westbrook and Bill. I think this makes Washington. I do too a uh, legit contender in the east and i think people are kind of downplaying how far i think they just jumped i think they just jumped in top four conversation if you looked at what happened to the, i mean just look at what happened when they added jimmy butler to miami you know what i mean so you're adding westbrook with bill and that's been the one thing that's really been holding them back is that john wall hadn't been healthy but you add a player that's a better fit beside bill and i all you know i've been over saying i think westbrook in the east is gonna be crazy <laughs> like what's West- and that's that's the thing.
1: Like, Westbrook has proven that he, like you said earlier, he can play with superstars. I mean, that that's not an issue. The media is what, you know, created the drama between Russ and KD. Like, they were cool. Yeah. And I, I like the fit. They've got shooting around Russ with Bertons. Troy Brown Jr. is coming on strong. Uh, they, Rory is coming back after a nice showing in his rookie year. Thomas Bryant can shoot. Like, this. everything about Washington, uh, now my question mark for sure is gonna be scotty brooks um and i'm willing to give it a shot right we'll see it's a new i'm, I'm not holding anything okay against him I'm, I'm willing to see what he does with this this version of this team um but i'm with you i like washington
0: but scott brooks this is um westbrook was most successful under scott brooks like with scott brooks yeah. is when he was under control you saw like a lot of different aspects of his game it wasn't just run wild westbrook you know what I mean? It was more getting teams involved, getting players involved, running an offense, like his game flourished. That was Scott Billy Brooks. Donovan
1: who came in and, and did all that.
0: Well, Billy Donovan came in and was just kind of let them loose, go, go. That's tri- what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was that wide open offense where it wasn't a lot of structure. And Scott Brooks' offense, he was more of a pure point guard. He was he didn't get the triple doubles, but he was close. He was still like, what, 25, 9, and 8 or something like that. So I love this situation for the Wizards. I think Wizards is going to be a dangerous team. I don't love it for Houston just because of the personalities. I think James Harden, Wall are two strong personalities. I think their games are too similar. Although Harden can play off the ball, what you hadn't seen from Harden and why I think it's hard for teams to trade from Harden, he's not like Steph Curry. He doesn't come off those pin downs and do all that run. Like when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he just kind of stands there. He he's stands not like, there. Yeah, he's not like running through, cutting, and doing all this off the ball activity. That's what makes him different because What happens now that the flip side is Wall is also like Westbrook Without the ball, Wall will do the cutting He's athletic, so Wall can play that Off the ball type, but what happens when you Try to send When when you try to send Harden somewhere It has to be a place where the ball's in his hand If you're going there with Kyrie, you Kyrie And Durant, fuck no I wouldn't do that If I'm Steve Kerr, I'm like no I don't care what they say (laughs) I'm I'm smart enough to know that's not work That's not going to work because I was a ball dominant Point guard, like you'll hurt Kyrie
1: Yep, and you know for for with with I will say for Houston like if if John Wall come back and be a a good player, um, that definitely gives it leaves your options open for Harden because it's like okay him and Wood we can we can rock this out with a couple more pieces you know here here for a year or two hell we we even keep James like we just ride it out I mean it happens there are instances where it happens like at worst you have a playoff team I think I think Harden is worth it's a playoff team whoever you put them around that team's gonna make the playoffs so you know if you're Houston you kind of look at it like I mean we don't have good picks the next couple years Harden's gonna be in his mid-30s we can probably do you know what I mean like because we're fucked up now doesn't mean that we have to rush and panic we have time to see how this plays out Um, and and who knows I mean there's been instances where that has won teams titles you look at Houston in the 90s after Hakeem wanted to be traded you look at Kobe in the two thousands after uh, after uh, with the Lakers after he wow. demanded to be traded they got Pau Gasol so it happens
0: yeah I mean I don't I don't know I mean they said that. But NBA players know other NBA players. Like, they said that uh, Harden and Wall have scrimmage together. And this might just be James being James. You know what I mean? Because, like, if we look at this season, like, we can all say what we want. But in a regular season, this wouldn't be that big of a deal. You know what I mean? This is what James Harden right. does. It's just because of COVID. Like, James Harden regularly, like, skips days and goes to the strip club and comes back and hoops. Like, he's, he's not that, like, The only thing that caught, like, I was kind of taking it with a grain of salt, and then I saw, like, his mom put that on, like, Instagram or Twitter or something saying, like, he just demanded to go to a championship team. But, man, I I don't know, man. We're going to see how it plays out. I think this Houston team can be good just with Wall and Christian Woods. And maybe Houston just needs to see what it looks like to be secure enough to do it. Um, but like, like we talked about, I love this trade for the Wizards. I love that team. That starting lineup to me is going to be mean with Westbrook, Bill, Burton, Rui, and Thomas Bryant. Uh, that, that's a nasty starting five if uh, Rui makes any type of development. If Rui can fix mm-hmm. that jump shot, and I've heard Bill say they think he a, he's a three, not a four. So, what mm-hmm. he's doing in practice is totally different what they're doing in games. If he can develop, that that could be a dangerous team. But they're already going to run.
1: <laughs> yep. I like it, man. Um, real quick, let's get to the Clippers of last year. Um, of course, like I've been saying the whole damn time, Clippers are a mess. They smell bad. They stink. There's <laughs> something not – they're not passing the smell test for me. Um, so – PG came out and said he's being used wrong. Doc didn't know how to use him. He was using him like he was, you know, Ray Allen instead of, you know, like come, keep bringing him off pin downs. And people went back and watched a lot of games, pulled up push. And was like, I think they did that like six times all year, bro. And and then this was how you said you wanted to play when you were leaving uh, Indiana. You know what I mean? Like so. And then, of course, now people are, now Doc comes back and he's like, well, guess what? My top assistant is still there, so hopefully he likes pin downs because they' <laughs> not gonna be much variance.
0: Like uh, Paul George gets on my nerves, man. Like he's every, every day, man. Every time he talks, he makes me like him less and less. I remember we had that argument when we were talking about Westbrook, and I kept saying, like, Westbrook get a lot of the blame. You gotta look at Paul George. Like, Paul George was the no-shows in those games. I mean, when you got Paul George shooting one for 13, one for 15, when you got him scoring three points, he's, his defense isn't even there. He's getting his ass busted regular basis. Like, And then he comes and he does this. The same thing happened in Oklahoma City. Now he goes to the Clippers. They're the favorite. He with, He's with um, Kawhi, and he's getting the Kawhi treatment like he's legit. I don't think other NBA players respect him. I think that they would... That's exactly what I was going to say. I think the Clippers would have been like, alright, Kawhi, he lives in San Diego, practice, get canceled, What, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's Kawhi, whatever. I think what it happened to Paul George, like, come on now, bro. It's Paul George. Yeah, like, Paul George. <laughs> you know I, mean? I yeah. think Harold, because you never... you Like, you heard that shit with Harold. Harold never said that shit about... Kawhi? Like that should start coming out later and it's just with It was TV.
1: like it was like, no, they like it, it became no uh Kawhi and Paul George. Like yeah. you exactly be like, okay, it's Kawhi nigga got you know two finals MVPs, took the You yeah, he you he took did the Raptors. Shit, you know what I mean?
0: like like some shit you do, you just ain't touchable to them. But, like when when LeBron took Cleveland right. to championship, what you gonna say about? It? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's
1: like okay. But Paul George, nah, the nah, most nah. you've done to get to an Eastern Conference finals once
0: Hey, I feel them too I've been the same way Like bro We took We took Golden State At their best To like Game 6 Like we were supposed We, we were dogs then Okay you bring in Kawhi You give us a leader but now you bring in Paul George, and he's, like, screaming at us and telling us what we need to be doing. This motherfucker going one for 13 and ain't playing no defense. So I kind of feel Harold and Patrick Beverly. And, and you can just – I just feel like Paul George is like a prima donna. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't, he yeah. doesn't scream like donna tough to me i'm with them man i think i i felt like that paul george ruined their chemistry and i don't know how much different it's going to be this year because i don't think it's his usage it wasn't a pin downs it was a, a lot of times when he what he's complaining about and then they would struggle they would start the game just giving him the ball and letting him do whatever he wants he's
1: shooting one for eight or or he starts off hot he yeah. he'll come in with 16 first half points and end it's the game the with half. you know 21. yeah Yeah, you know what i mean it's like what what
0: happened i just i just don't think he's a good fit with and that that's my overall
1: i never understood i never ever understood that like and and that's why a part of me is like this is why you don't let players be gms because it like i understand like having two wings that can lock down and do all this that and the other the thing is these dudes are not at the 25-year-old version of themselves. Like, Kawhi Leonard is not the defender that he was a year ago, two years ago, and certainly not when he was Defensive Player of the Year. Paul George, listen, he's a, a, a an above-average wing defender, but not he's not an elite, must-have, lock-you-down, first-team all-defense dude.
0: Average. I mean, I think we're still living off the past with Paul George, because I hadn't seen above-average defense in a long time from Paul George. You're right. Like, You're I, right. Had, like I don't think he's, an, I think he's an average defender at best. Like, he has the length. I don't know if he's just not moving well or what. But people get by him way too easy. And we saw it in the bubble, right? Everybody kind of got past him at will. Like, they're not putting him on anybody to shut him down. Like, even LeBron, as old as he is, you can put him on somebody and he gives you real trouble. But that's the mm-hmm. chemistry between Paul George and Kawhi. Even if, I, even if Paul George is old Paul Paul George, I think their games are too similar or something. Like, they don't, they they don't they complement each other. Yeah, it doesn't complement exactly. each other. They both kind of need to have the ball in their hands to do what they need to do. Because Kawhi, he doesn't distribute as much, but he can draw a lot of attention. You know what I mean? Then you give it to, like, there's nobody to get everybody organized. When they're at their peak, it's the Paul George and Kawhi show. It's never everybody's involved. Like Lou Williams, not really involved. Montres Hale right. not really a fact. wasn't really a factor in, unless somebody else was out. So I think bringing in a player like Serge Ibaka, who fits Kawhi a lot more, is more instrument. But I'm with you, bro. I think they need a point guard. I mean, I'll be trying to get Terry Rozier or somebody out there. But they're good. With, they say they're good. With Reggie Jackson at the moment, which is. Trash, Shit.
1: <laughs> then you don't. Know, you ain't trying to win i mean that's the thing like i like patrick patrick beverly a lot i think he's a valuable asset to that team do i want patrick beverly playing 28 to 30 minutes not really I
0: mean, not nah, really he's, he's coming off the bench i mean he's situational he's knocking down a three i just don't want him to be my starting point guard because as we said that's what i'm saying you need somebody to be able to organize create their own shot and and the thing about it is it's funny because um reggie is a pick and roll player and everybody want to be in the pick and roll like paul wants to run more pick and rolls. reggie is a pick and roll player so are they going to be running 90 percent pick and roll plays with serge Ibaka now because zubak doesn't seem to be that great in pick and roll
1: honestly the player that i think that you know and i understand why this didn't happen but to be honest the perfect player for the wizards that was clearly available i think is john wall like i mean i think that would have been a great like i love Kawhi and john wall together like that, that or a John Wall type player. I understand why they couldn't do it, but that because pairing, I think, to send, is better fit than him and Paul George.
0: Yeah, you'd have to send Paul George and obviously Kawhi doesn't like Kawhi wants to play with him, but that can end up being a detriment. But Kawhi, I mean, when you got Serge Ibaka, so we'll see, man. I mean, Tyrone Lou is better at getting personalities together. Um. I want to see what he runs for Paul George, but I I mean, I like what Doc says. I mean, but I think Doc needs to take his own words uh, too, because I don't think he made great adjustments. So, as I do agree with Doc when he says that everyone needs to be accountable. I think he also needs to be accountable because there are some adjustments that he could have made, and he wasn't willing to make those hard decisions while like sitting somebody, and you know, like he didn't want them to get mad. He lost that locker room. That's one thing you can't do as a coach when they stop following you because some, you should have been able to sit Paul George. You should have been able to sit uh, Montrez. You know what I mean? If they really trust and believe what you're doing, he wasn't able to do that, so he lost the locker room.
1: All right, man. I don't want to spend too much time on this because Kyrie Irving hurts my head. Um. So he came out and said that playing with uh with KD, he will for the first time in his career have a closer, um, a guy who he can depend on get his own shot. Really, hey, really, Kyrie.
0: Yeah, he's talking about it at the end of the game. So it's a shot. It's a shot at LeBron. But really. You know, we had this argument about that uh, championship, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I feel like Kawhi feels like like me. Like I know, I know, I mean, yeah, I feel like Kyrie feels like me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, man, he kind of quit on the team, and I'm the one that brought the team back with my energy, and I'm the one that picked us up. And then he hit that shot. Like, <laughs> it's kind of hate because, but the thing is, is he's not all the way wrong though. Like LeBron don't hit Man. game-winning shots. If you're talking about what, name name your most memorable, like your three most memorable game-winning shots that LeBron hit.
1: Orlando in yep, 2009.
0: One, everybody's gonna pick that one now. Keep.
1: Indiana in like uh, 2016 or what?
0: 17. Something like that and Paul George when Paul George was and
1: and LeBron when he sent them motherfuckers home with a running hook shot off the glass just cause he wanted to. Now, I mean, listen, yeah, and yeah, I mean, in no, game six of the finals, or what well, was game seven in the finals, he hit the, come on man, don't tell me, LeBron is clutch as fuck. I feel like people disrespect I
0: don't. LeBron. I don't, listen, listen, when I tell you to do that, like you watch basketball more than most, the average fan can't name you three LeBron game winning shots. They may give you one of those, but you have to think very hard to find lebron game-winning shots the only one that you everyone says is the orlando that's the one that stands out the most and that right there was just a that was not to eliminate somebody that was to keep them from getting eliminated like they would have got and if he didn't hit that shot
1: you remember the one against was it washington where he caught that bitch turned around a three-point line and, and, and hit off the backboard
0: the thing about all these shots are uh, most of them are like first round or regular season but, look but that that's, hey that's you asked the me
1: to name the shot no no that's in the not, in the postseason no, I've seen I'm LeBron saying, score 48 of the last you, 50 you're points right but
0: you're you're everybody's missing the point of what he said he said at the end of the game somebody I can trust and know if they got the ball they can hit the shot just like me like when you start naming those you're naming regular season games that nobody care about but you're not naming big time playoff shots like most players. Now, it, it doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things because LeBron will go for 50, 20, or whatever and keep the game out of reach, and they don't count those as game-winning shots if he dominates the whole game and it's not close. So I get your point, but the, if you're looking at the point of what he's saying, he's not wrong because LeBron Can... doesn't hit a lot of game-winning shots. And it goes so back basically... to that, uh, in the bubble. In the bubble, did LeBron take the game-winning shot? No, he kicks it to Danny Green. It, it goes back to that whole scenario. So...
1: So, basically, because KD and I have hit corner threes in the finals to seal games, never mind the fact that without LeBron's block, which is his signature finals moment, I wouldn't even have that shot.
0: Listen, So, I, I see what you're saying, saying, but, like, this, come on, let's be real. All I'm saying is this. He's not totally wrong. You can discount him because he says crazy shit, but he's not wrong because KD he, he got more than that corner shot. Remember, KD stepped up right in LeBron's face and knocked it in his eye. You know, so
1: I n- no doubt I'm not denying KD, but if that's if that's the criteria, if it's like, oh yeah, I finally got the coldest nigga in the history of of one of the best shooters to ever step on the floor that that will hit this shot at any time. Like KD's a fu- a fucking assassin. We all know that. So. Yeah.
0: I'm just saying, I'm, I think, I, like I'm like you, I think it's ridiculous that he would put it in that terms. You had one of the most dominant players in the NBA, and then the first year, you got hurt. I think the first two years, like, he got hurt the first year, and then after that, you spent most of the season hurt. So although that you did... You know, contributing the playoffs, you're kind of making up for him carrying your ass <laughs> through the playoffs to get there. Right. Right. So I'm with right. you, but I'm saying if you look at just his words and saying, "I know at the end of games that I have someone that can hit the shot." I mean, that's how NBA players are. When you say something that you don't feel like is disrespectful, you feel like it's true. Like I don't think he thought that was disrespectful. I think he thought it was common. That everybody knew that LeBron doesn't take that shot at the end of game.
1: All I'm saying, saying is, I've only hurt. seen that shot once from Kyrie.
0: I don't know, man. Kyrie didn't hit some big shots in the playoffs. Uh, the Celtics, uh, I know a couple times in those Celtics series, he hit some big game-winning shots. But he has probably one of the, I mean, you can't argue with dude. He probably has, like, top five the, the, finals shots.
1: Between him and Ray him, Allen, him, I don't know who shot Ray, is better.
0: Him, Ray Allen, and uh, KD, those two, three shots are, like, incredible. I don't know. Hold on, hold on. Let's back up. Jordan. I mean, I mean, D yeah. I, I didn't say. I didn't say there were one. I said they were top five yeah, shots. You know shot. what I mean? Those three are in top five shots of all time. I mean, of course, Jordan's gonna be in there. And I, does Kobe have a shot in the final? I don't think so. No, not really. I mean, I not not really. Got a shot in the final.
1: No, yeah, not like a signature. The only the, the 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 one they tried to make his signature was like. In Orlando, where he hit this crazy ass like layup that I was like, "Oh, it's his Jordan moment yeah. layup," but yeah, not really. Yeah, I was trying um, to
0: think of early, early in the uh, in like the two thousands that he
1: had. It's just more. Indiana when he when Shack fouled out in Game Six and Kobe went oh, yeah. and took the game over. I mean, that's like his signature moment. Um, all right, man. Let l- let me get back to LeBron in a second. I wanted to talk about this last week, but we we uh, we were off last week, so. A couple weeks ago, came out that Isaiah Thomas, um, Detroit Pistons bad boys legend Isaiah Thomas, y'all motherfuckers better stop disrespecting my man. <laughs> so he he made the comment on Shannon Sharpe's podcast or, or show or Club Shay Shay, um, which is great at times. Um, but this interview happened to be fantastic, and I, I've always liked Isaiah Thomas. But he made the comment that Jordan wasn't really my contemporary. Um, like he didn't have anything I wanted. I was chasing Larry and Magic, and you know my peak was the '80s. His peak was the '90s. Like we really didn't play in the same era. And everybody lost their mind. They're like, "Oh, he's just a Jordan hater." And blah 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 blah. And and I can't figure out. Like, did he say something that was incorrect?
0: Nah. No, the the number one thing is he's told you that he's a Jordan hater, and admitting that you're a hater and not lying about it. I think it frees him up to say like what he really believes, and people hate it when and he does And at the it. same
1: time, acknowledging that Michael Jordan is one of the best players in the history of the game. Like, you know, look, yeah. one or two is what he always says.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I don't understand. People, because Michael doesn't like Isaiah, everyone just, oh, he's a hater. But what he says is right. Like, Isaiah was at the end of his career when um, Michael was really coming to his own. Other than that, Michael was looking up to Isaiah the whole time. You know what I mean? Michael was trying to get to where Isaiah was during those 80s. And when they finally played, that's Jordan's moment of getting past Isaiah and the Pistons. So why would they be rivals when Isaiah pretty much dominated the rivalry in his prime? So he has a right to right. feel that way. And Jordan's going to feel like, oh, that was before my prime. That's why he said they weren't really rivals because they weren't in their prime together. Magic, Larry, and um, Isaiah. They were all in their – Dr. J, uh, to a extent, extent, I guess Dr. J had have had the same argument as Isaiah because in, he was – now like, that
1: Dr. J would retired after in the early 80s. But, like, well, that's what I'm Moses saying. Malone would be – yeah.
0: But I'm saying that's just like Isaiah. Moses – I mean, Dr. J, 80, 81, 82, even though they were still competing. Yeah. That's Isaiah who he is, was, was yeah. still up and coming, so they wouldn't be contemporaries because then right. they went on, you know what I'm saying? It's a change of era. Like, LeBron, like, we try to put LeBron and Kobe, they weren't direct, they weren't in direct competition. That's you know what I mean,
1: exactly. What I was gonna say, like, if, if, like, does anyone consider LeBron and Kobe rivals? Like, I don't think so because no. Kobe dominated a different era, he was chasing Tim Duncan, and Michael Jordan, like, that's who, and he was fending off. Kevin Garnett I don't think he cared or gave two shits about LeBron James like he knew LeBron was that dude and he was coming and that he was probably gonna run the league but he didn't LeBron had nothing Kobe wanted
0: yeah the only way it could have been a rival if they would have actually if LeBron would have actually made it in 09 that would have made it interesting because that was the year that they were really trying to hype that up that Magic Jordan but even if they would have played it would end up being that Magic Jordan moment you know what I mean in the Mm -hmm. 90s you know what I mean no no, they weren't. So I don't think he said any anything wrong. It's just the past of everything that he said about Jordan. People feel that way. But he's completely right. Like, Jordan had to beat Isaiah. Isaiah already had what Jordan was chasing. Like, they dominated the East. They had a championship. They were the team to beat. So, I mean, I don't know. You know, people trip off anything that you say when Jordan's involved. But I don't think Isaiah's wrong in this this time.
1: And and the, the thing about Isaiah that that is crazy to me is... So I think he cares more about Detroit's legacy and respect because for whatever reason, like we talked about, it is like, oh yeah, Jordan, what people try to do is they try to make Jordan's success of the 90s. Like that's how it always was. But like we said, like Jordan wasn't shit to anybody in the 80s. Like he was a great player, but the stigma was you're not going to win that way. He's a ball hog. Like, you know what I mean? Um, Like they were not worried about him.
0: Who would be that player, like, to make people understand? Who do you think that player is today? For LeBron? No, I'm just saying that that would be like Jordan coming up. Wouldn't that be like Giannis?
1: Giannis, yeah. Like, yeah, Giannis. I mean, LeBron It'd doesn't care about Giannis. Of course, he 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 doesn't say he doesn't care that like he wants the MVPs. But like, at the end of the day. I don't think Giannis is on LeBron's radar. LeBron is busy chasing the ghost of, of the decades past and fending off Steph Curry, who I, you know, people make KD the rival. I think Steph is the rival. Like, like they're, because yeah. they're complete opposites. You know, they're facing each other in the finals. Steph, who I think we're going to look back at Steph, at his career as criminally underrated. Like, we're going to look back at his run yeah. starting in like 13, and we're going to be like, yo, what the, this dude's bananas. Um, and,
0: and it could change. A lot's going to go to his legacy this year. I think whatever happens this year, it, it shouldn't be because they built their dynasty like off their own backs. You know what I mean? The KD was in addition mm-hmm. to after they already won. You know what I'm saying? So it, it it should, he should get the same respect that Dwayne Wade gets, but he doesn't. You know what I mean? Like when you look at Dwayne Wade and you say LeBron came, he dominated, he carried them to two more championships. Everybody say, yeah, but Dwayne Wade did that shit in 06. Uh, right. But when you look at right. Curry now, you'd be like, well, they won, but then KD made them better. And then now everybody acts like KD was carrying Curry. When that was never the case. Like, KD never carried Curry. Like, Curry would go out of his way to make sure KD was happy because he understands what well, he's a selfless winner. You know what I mean? But he, if anytime they needed to take over, it was Curry. Curry take over, get him, you know, yep. get him going. When he, when KD would go out, Curry turns back into Curry again, 40 points in. You know what I mean? Like, he's never fallen hey. off, and they act like KD was that. But I agree with We're- that.
1: I think we're going to look back, like 2015 will always be criminal to be that Andre Iguodala got that MVP. Like, LeBron damn near averaged triple-double, and they thought that he should have been the MVP, you know what I mean? Like Jerry West in a losing effort because he was that damn good, but how does, you know what I mean? So we're going to look back at that real quick before we move off of Isaiah real quick. What? have you ever sat and looked at his numbers like you and i are both too young for isaiah like to understand
0: how good i think i think isaiah thomas is one of the most underrated players in the nba it's either isaiah or it's dominique one of those two they don't get any respect
1: isaiah averaged 21 and 14 one year like i mean with with uh with two steals a game like this dude was not messing around like and the fact that the Pistons, the, the the parallel with your Miami Heat for that four year run, like the Pistons were were literally this close from having four straight titles. Uh, they almost beat the Celtics in '87 when uh, when Bird stole the ball. And, ah, my Yeah, Bird stole the ball. Uh, so so that game, and then you know the next game, the next year that he uh, rolls his ankle against uh, the Lakers, like they were that close to having four straight titles man that team that's one that we we need to do a pod about
0: but i mean i, I think what really happened is and it is gonna sound weird but i think alan iverson alan iverson is the reason why we don't show it more respect because i think all the things that we that they love it for alan iverson embodies even though um the, but but Al iverson was more likable like, at that point in time, Zeke wasn't likable to the masses. I mean, he was about winning. He was kind of he was an asshole. You know what I'm saying? They did a lot of shit where he wasn't likable. But
1: the Pistons in general were like that. Yeah, yeah they just yeah. weren't friendly dudes.
0: But they, that that makes them to be a villainous team where you don't remember them as much as you remember someone that you may favor. So then you have Iverson that comes in and embodies all the things that Isaiah kind of Except for the, I would say, even the winning. You know what I mean? Even though Isaiah won a championship... Iverson gets more credit for what he did against the Lakers than Zeke does in this new generation, you know what I mean? But I think he takes a lot of credit from IT because he was the small man that we all remember that had the heart, that had the fight, that went against Giants, that was willing to throw it all. Like we, and it was more exciting. So if you look at an Iverson highlight film, then you go look at Isaiah Thomas without context, you're like, oh man, he was good. He was cool. It's like watching Tiny Archibald, but you don't have the context of what mm-hmm. he was doing and you know in the teams in the 80s that he was fighting against and what he was doing. I mean, you look at those role players that he had beside them. I would say talent-wise, his supporting cast is less than all of them. And
1: oh, easy. I mean, but you know, you you wait, are you talking about Isaiah Thomas? Yes. Um, mm, Joe du- his, Dumars Hall of Famer, obviously I'm, Dennis Rodman like at I'm his peak athleticism. Offensive-
0: offensive weapon offensively yes yes i agree bill and beer could shoot basketball yeah
1: yeah bill and could shoot but yeah but he wasn't i mean isaiah thomas was the leading scorer on his team he he was the engine
0: yeah i mean they were just like bulky players like they weren't rodman you know what i'm saying He had Rodman. he at bill and beer if joe dumars was a john great sally. defender, you know what i'm saying john sally like you didn't have elite offensive players on that team that team was built around isaiah thomas isolate let isaiah thomas do what he wants um, and then everybody else plays defense. You know what I mean? And then he was one of the best defenders on the floor, even though he was small. So uh, you're right, he doesn't mm-hmm. get great, but I understand why, because I think it's Iverson. We all look towards Iverson as being that player and not um, Isaiah Thomas, which we should be looking towards Isaiah Thomas.
1: And, you know, I get that too, I, but I think the player that's kind of stolen the mantle you know you mentioned Iverson I think it's Chris Paul um, you know a lot of people like compared to I think I think Isaiah Thomas is better than Chris Paul, um, Paul not, maybe win. not that's as a direct it. player that's what i'm saying <laughs> that's what i'm saying like that the the separator and so this is what what we're going to start incorporating in the pod like we really want to start you know, remembering some players of the past that for whatever reason have, been, have slipped through the cracks like an Isaiah Thomas like for whatever reason I, I noticed that sometimes our generation and the one below us acts like if it didn't happen in their lifetime it just didn't happen so like people for whatever reason um, I noticed started disrespecting Ray Allen as if he was just You know a straight-up jump shooter spot-up shooter people forgetting like yo Ray Allen if you go look at his Seattle seasons and when he almost made the finals in 2001 in Milwaukee with Sam Cassell like Ray Allen was that dude so I I remember I got into an
0: argument with someone like four or five years back and they were arguing that uh Ray Allen was just a spot-up shooter he ain't never even dumped and I said what? He was like, yeah, Ray Allen couldn't even dunk. He just shoots spot up. Ray Allen used to had, dunk on people. Yeah, they look at Ray Allen like he's like Kyle Corver, bro. <laughs> like, you gotta go look yeah. at a highlight. Like, like, he was the truth in Connecticut. That uh, Iverson-Ray Allen matchup, like, there's a reason why they, made, they let him play. Like, you went from Kobe to Ray Allen when you're talking about Jesus Shuttlesworth. Like, Ray Allen is yeah. salty, and he was one of the purest shooters in the league. So, it would be like how we look at Steph Curry today. Like, man, you can shoot like that? but you could also do all these other Mm -hmm. things it it was pretty amazing yeah he
1: was he was more Steph than he was Clay. that's for sure yeah that's no disrespect to Clay. and and you know what dude there's so many like I think that there's a a window of the NBA because the NBA you and I've talked about like was just in such a weird time in the early 2000s post Jordan and I feel like so many players just got slipped through the cracks like you look at a cat like I don't know like Jalen Rose. Like people don't remember how good Jalen Rose was at one time. Like there's so many not that we do a whole pod on that, but there were so many players just lost in that era. Like if My I could explain to Odom. someone Lamar Odom. Lamar Lamar Odom coming out of Rhode Island when he was with the Clippers, like Lamar Odom was ar- cold, dude. Yeah, I
0: would argue that Lamar Odom might been the one that changed the NBA like to what we see now. The, you know, a 6'9", yeah. point guard that can shoot and do all these different things. Well, he like, furthered it. Yeah. I mean, he he. there's not a lot of players. Even when you get into, like, what, 2010, there still wasn't a huge amount of players that was like Lamar Odo. Like, Lamar Odo yeah, was seven. Yeah, but you saw...
1: Yeah, but you saw Penny who was 6'9. You saw Grant Hill who was like 6'8. Yeah, well, not Grant was but I'm like 6'7, 6'8. Six,
0: six, yeah, yeah, he's only 6'7. Like, those are just big guards. Like, we've seen those before. Yeah. I'm talking about a 16. Legit dude. seven feet. <laughs> Damn seven foot, like KD. Like, this was crazy. Like, you see the 6'10 dude that could play point guard and handle like that. I mean, you didn't see like it, it's been like recently. Like real re- last ten years, we've seen an abundance of those type of players come in. But before yep. it wasn't like that.
1: You got guys like, I, I want to talk about, um, I was listening to, to a podcast and, and people were like, of course, Revisions History, they're like, can you believe that uh, the Bucks chose Monte Ellis over Steph Curry? And like, I've been like, uh, yeah. in two thousand <laughs> like 9, 10, Monte Ellis was cold as a motherfucker. Like, every, like we weren't sure Steph was gonna, like we. De- no one saw Steph being this good. And A, cause he had baby ankles. And B, that just wasn't where the league was. Like, I mean, I will say we go back to the contemporaries and, and who the real rival is. Like, Steph changed the game in a way that LeBron never did. Um, you know, he Steph, no one saw that coming. But at the time, we weren't looking at Steph like that in 2008, 2009.
0: Yeah, and a lot of it, like you said, it was just it, we don't trust his ankle. So it'd it be kind of like looking at Ben Simmons right now or Joel and B. You know what I mean? People that yeah. have constant injuries where you're like, yeah, they're really, really talented. They could be really good. Like, it wasn't like nobody knew Steph was good. He got taken seven and people thought he should have went to New right. York. So so we knew that yeah. he was good, but those ankle injuries were so bad that he was missing, like, whole seasons. It was a lot like Joel and B. Like, any time he could turn his ankle and be out for three months. So it was it was a big risk, and they were,
1: and, and it think, really set up their dynasty though, because it, yeah. it got the, it got them a ma- a cheap contract. He was paying paid like forty million dollars. They got to draft Clay. Like I mean, it really did yeah, was he good did.
0: luck. He didn't, he didn't get the max contract because of the insecurity that he had. So he couldn't play for it. And he, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he broke out after he signed this contract. He broke out in like his fifth year, like really broke out where he's a superstar. He went from being a good player like a Ricky Rubio – superstar status in the year that he already signed his contract and it gave him four free years like you said that you've seen an unprecedented amount of cap space to be able to add a Kevin Durant like it's, it's more than just being able like his contract and those rookie contracts allowed them to stay under the salary cap for four years that's the difference between now and then like they could have had a max spot this year but that max 30 million dollars would have cost them 250 million dollars a year You know what I mean? Even signing Kelly Uber you see it's like 93 million. But they could have signed to him for 30 million. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I did a sign Mm -hmm. and trade and put a max con spot there. But I mean, I guess you can count uh, Andrew Wiggins. But yeah, I mean, I think Steph. Well, yeah, let's go back full circle. I do agree with you that I think Steph is LeBron's contemporary because I don't, I don't know. I think people when they look, you try to look at a span of like 10 years. It's never that long. Like, when you're going head-to-head and you're competing with someone, it's usually a like five-year five window. Yeah, like a five-year window where you guys are battling. And they had one of the greatest four- to five-year windows that you, you've you seen. Like, it was always, every year, it was Golden State and Cleveland. Four straight years, you know what I'm saying? KD was added in that on, on year three, you know what I mean? So you can keep trying to put KD in there. But KD, I feel like, just missed it, you know what I mean? I think it was, I think it's Curry. And if you look at how it works, you know what I'm saying, you see what Isaiah Thomas is saying about Jordan, you know. So you get Jordan coming in, in the after the 80s. He's a young buck. Come in. He takes over. Then you get Col- Kobe coming in. It was Penny, but then it ended up being Kobe. He comes in. Then he takes over the league. Then you see LeBron come in, and LeBron kind of – then he takes over the league for the 2000s, 2010. Um, so there's, a, there's another player. That's why I said – LeBron and all these players it's more like Giannis cuz as good as Giannis is and he's getting back-to-back MVPs and he's doing all that I don't think Kate I don't think LeBron even looks at him as a threat. I don't think a lot of players nope. in the NBA look at him as a legit threat. He's going to have to beat some teams to prove himself and I don't think he's done that. Even even the Golden State Warriors, I got to remember that's back when um the San Antonio was coming off their dynasty of beating Miami. And they had to go through San Antonio to get their credibility. Giannis hadn't went through anybody, and he keeps failing. And even if he does get there, he would have to literally go through LeBron to get respect. Otherwise, you're just coming out of the East. Who cares?
1: And that's, and, but you know what, and that, but that's the natural order of the NBA. Like, I think the only anomaly, like career that I can think of that is just a straight up anomaly is Kawhi Leonard. Like this dude has yeah. just had a career that is unlike any I've really, I've ever really seen, but you look at where Giannis is right now, right? We can agree probably at this point, the best player in the league, right? From an end of, from like a, a, on the court standpoint, he, he's that guy, like he's probably going to run the twenties, but. Yeah, like you know, LeBron. So what? He, even if LeBron plays till twenty twenty five, like yeah. he he's not gonna care about uh, about you know Giannis. It's just that's the natural Jordan. Like we said earlier, no one cared about Jordan in the eighties. Yes, he was winning awards. Yes, he was that dude. And us Jordan fans, exciting. like, know, he was that dude. Yeah, he yeah, was he exciting. was great. And uh, you know, LeBron was that in the two thousands. He was exciting. He was great. We knew he was coming. But it was Kobe's league. It was Tim Duncan's league. And yeah, man, I mean, I love it I Like I said, man, I, I think that, you know KD is going to go down as probably a top 10 player all time My knock, and it's not even a knock against him Because it's not, it's just, I don't ever think Was he as good of a player as LeBron? That can be argued, whatever, okay But his legacy will never ever be able to match LeBron I, I don't think LeBron sees KD as a rival in the grand scheme of things Steph, wow.
0: I definitely think he does Yeah, I mean, yeah, Steph. I mean, Steph's beat him a couple times directly, and I think he gives more credit to Steph than he does KD. Because basketball players know basketball players know what Steph does on the court. Like it fucks up your defense so much, even if he's not scoring. Just having Steph on the court, and it's the same way with Lillard. Lillard just don't have the same type of cast around him. But, I mean, you literally right. have to guard out the half court. That fucks up people being under the rims. That pick and roll is happening way out of half court, and you got to guard this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different shit going on. That's that's one of the reasons why I don't think Golden State's going to fall off, because they pretty much just said, well, without Clay, we're going to have to run a lot more pick and roll with Draymond and Curry. And that shit is hard to defend with those two motherfuckers, they both can pass. But that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, man, I think that um, – now, I do find it interesting, though, is that I do think KD can change his legacy. I mean, it's similar to – even though he's not going back to OKC, if he goes and he wins in Brooklyn, if he brings a championship to a New York team, <laughs> I think that can that can change his career. I mean, yeah, we would like it to be the Knicks, but – That's what I was going
1: to say. You think it's going to hold as much cachet as the Knicks? Because I don't I, really I think do. the Knicks, like New York, is going to be like,
0: eh. Because it's in Brooklyn. So it's in Brooklyn. You might be right. You know what I mean? So even though you have Madison Square Garden, and you know it's in Manhattan, and you know you got a bunch of Knicks fans, they could win over a lot of fans, because Brooklyn is still young, and they already are growing in popularity in New York, and the Knicks with Dolan, he's making it easy for fans to be like, you know what, I've been a Knicks fan my whole life, but... You know, Brooklyn is still New York. They suck. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? I, yeah. I, they, they make yeah. better moves. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're usually more competitive. Like, I'm, I might be tired of James Dolan in Madison Square Garden. So I think that he could change a lot of things if he brings a championship to New York. The first one in what, since 1970? Was it, When did when last time? 73 remember? was the last 70, one. 70, yeah. So you bring a championship to New York, uh, and then you saw – so then you start adding it up, right? You start – after LeBron won in Cleveland, uh, then you go back, you look at that Miami Heat, those two titles a little different. You're like, all the sauce that we had on him, like, oh, he needed this. Uh, you don't hear that no more. He won in Cleveland. Who cares? Nope. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So all that, you don't hear that anymore. So if he wins in Brooklyn, all that shit, and Golden State never becomes Golden State again, that shit's going to change. And it's going to be like – so I think he and- can. And he's at an age – at 32, was he 30, 31,
1: 32? 31, 32, somewhere in there.
0: Yeah, he's at an age where he could go on a stretch. He could go on a three, four-year stretch where you could be like, ah, you know, he is just as good as LeBron because of if you put the resume together, what he did before that nobody cares about, then you start looking at those stats. Like, oh, shit, he was, he was a leading scorer but, for like five straight years.
1: <laughs> but, again, I don't think the rival would be KD and LeBron because let, let's say no. KD wins – Three titles in in the next five years. Like, we can all say like LeBron was not. You know what I mean? Like they just never at the peak of their powers. Because when LeBron was at like, LeBron wasn't even at his peak in 2011. Like, that's the thing. Like he was just hitting more and more peaks. I mean, at their peak, you could say KD won. But like you said, I think we can all acknowledge that like, you know, that had a lot to do with Steph Curry.
0: Yeah, but it's gonna be it's gonna end up setting up not to be LeBron and KD is really setting up to be Steph. KD and Giannis. No, uh, KD well, yeah, be yeah. Because if KD, because yeah. Giannis is at his peak now, and we're saying that KD could be entering into a stretch where he could dominate. Well, if that happens, that's directly going to impact Giannis, where he would have to get past KD and KD's in the East. So I think the rivalry of the future is Giannis versus KD in the East, and who can win out there. And that's barring that KD gets back. To uh, and we're only talking about KD catching LeBron in legacy. The only way for him to do that is to return to KD form and make Brooklyn a legit contender, and he'll be directly Correct. competing with Giannis, and that will be the new robber.
1: Yep, I agree. But then again, I, I hadn't got, even thought about that.
0: And, but then again, you still got Kawhi floating, so that's why I'm saying this is the this is this is probably closer to the 80s. You know what I mean? We're, we're that's the, that's the a, 20- exactly what I was gonna say. And I think the NBA moves like that. I think decades repeat themselves, kind of like fashion. In the decades that you see, you know what I mean. So if you look at the '90s, that would be like the uh, the the old o old one the, through the oh, '60s. '60s? Oh yeah, yeah. The '90s, yeah. The '60s. I'm talking, but I'm talking yeah. about LeBron's dominance that we're coming out of. That's gonna be. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. closer yeah. to yeah, exactly the right. '90s. You know what I mean? Where yeah, uh, I guess Golden State they would don't be have a
1: true superstar yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, then you have this one. This is coming back into. The... So I know. No, I think that we do have a true superstar, but it's like Jordan. Where Jordan, I, I guess. To what to I
1: meant was, you don't have your goat, right? You don't have your magic of the '80s that leads into or Magic and Larry that leads into Mike. That yeah, we don't know the you know that leads into Kobe that leads into LeBron. We don't know who that. Is. So yeah, we think it's Giannis. But like you said, not only do we have Kawhi in the West. I know you're gonna think I'm crazy I think Luka Doncic is that dude like I really do thinking like he's going to be a rival of Giannis like he could be the next torch carrier in the west I I really do think that well
0: that goes back to me saying that's why I think that this next decade this 20s decade is going to be like the 80s and because in the 80s you if you look at the people that were there's a lot of players you know what I'm saying a lot of great teams and it was a stiff competition but your name didn't get on the mount until you won those championships houston was really good during there we don't remember houston like that you know what I mean? <laughs> so. and
1: houston made two finals in the 80s yeah. they, they made it 81 they made it 86 you know and the crazy thing about houston they've always been a good franchise they make the finals in 81 they piss moses malone off so bad that he's like get me the fuck out of here they <laughs> trade him to philly six. Philly wins a ring the next yeah. year. The Rockets get to rebuild around Ralph Sampson, draft Hakeem. They make it back to the finals in 86. I mean, yeah, it's just that could be anybody right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, so that's why I'm saying, like, you, the only reason, like, Moses Malone, that's another player we don't really know, but he was dominant. And I think that's what type of – One era, of the
1: 15 best ever.
0: Yeah, so I think that's an might era. Yeah, That's the era that we're coming in. We're coming to an era where we're going to have a lot of players that have a chance to get in that – Pantheon of elite athletes, but it's not going to happen unless you win. And with the level of competition, I think what happened in this offseason, they just balanced the east and the west. And before the east has been a walkthrough, the east is no longer yep. a walkthrough. And I, I applaud Giannis for like, yeah, y'all did it, but I'm seeing what's going on around the league. And I ain't signed that suit, Max. Yeah, you got Drew, Drew 31. You know, what I'm saying y'all didn't get back down. You brought that, ain't in gonna DJ, get it done. You brought in DJ Augustine, what? Oh, okay, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like, okay. so.
1: I mean, there's a lot of parallels, man. You look at, you go back to the '70s, like you said, George Gervin was every single bit as good as James Harden at the time, and yeah. and just could never get over the hump. Always making the playoffs, always leading the league in scoring, astronomical numbers. We look at him now, like we could look at in 20 years, like James Harden. We'd just be like, yeah, dude it was cold as hell, but man, he just never really played, never really got in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and. That, and that's um, got him- That's kind of my point I'm interested to see How this next decade goes We got a lot of players That's on the fringe And we have a lot of players At that age Of where they should start Really dominating And taking over the mantle Like we said Kawhi Leonard um, Giannis you know what i'm saying kd could be back we have a lot of those type of players that are like right hitting there. their primes we got some players that we're not even looking at that could leap like we don't know what devin booker could become with chris paul there you know what i'm saying it's a real unknown period where it can go a lot of different ways That's what make the nba really exciting right now
1: all right man before we get out of here i'm gonna hit you with this do you realize that like the Lakers, how significant the Lakers winning in 2020 is, like winning a title?
0: Oh, yeah, you're one of your random stats.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was bored and had um, some adult cigarettes the other day.
0: And I got it <laughs> thinking,
1: damn, man, Lakers been good for so long. And I know people can make the case for Boston as the best franchise of all time. But, like, look, man, Boston's won exactly four titles in 40 years.
0: I don't you think... Need- they, they did some outrageous cheating for like 15 years too yeah. like some conspiracy type shit
1: the Lakers winning the title in 2020 um, the Lakers have been in the finals to start and end all but two decades in the entire history of the NBA, 1950 they won a title they did not win in 60, that was Celtics but they uh, went to the finals in 59 and 61 1970 they made the finals. 1980, they made the finals. 1990, they did not. But oddly enough, they made it 89 and 91, uh, and Portland got there. They went. They made it in 2000, 2010, and 2020. Three straight decades of the Lakers winning a title to start the decade. I mean, and and th- that that is insane to me.
0: Yeah, I mean. I mean, that's what you got good management. I mean, they, they, they took them a while to figure it out, I and mean, then they got some good management to quit going with old former Lakers that wasn't basketball minds. Got Rob Palinka in there, you know what I mean? But, and I mean, you can continue to have like these bad ownerships, <laughs> these bad management groups that never make changes <laughs> and never adapt. Uh, but that just shows you what the Lakers are, man. The Lakers. I don't like the Lakers. I'm not a fan of the Lakers, but you got to respect. I like the Lakers way more than I like the Celtics, so I will say that. Like, I think the Celtics for sure. are, are overrated, you know what I mean? They they piled up, and you've seen that the Lakers have won in a lot of different ways. You know what I mean? It's hard to keep the Lakers yeah. down for long.
1: And you think about that. Like, think about how they've won each of these titles in these decades. Like, Kobe and Shaq, then Kobe and Powell. Like, you know what I mean? Powell definitely ain't Shaq.
0: Well, add this With Lamar back, Odom, like— when you arguing like this, that about the Celtics? When the Celtics was on one of their most dominant runs, they were facing the Lakers like every year. So if you just add in finals appearances, like the Lakers are always there. Like when um yep. what's the what's the logo? They've been there
1: over fifty percent of the yeah. finals have included the Jerry Lakers West well, with LeBron.
0: their nine times and lost to, like the Celtic like yeah nine times. Kobe went times seven. Yeah, so.
1: Magic went nine. Kobe went seven. I mean, it's wild, dude. It really it is. is. There's only a, but,
0: uh, and you've got a, man, the, if you look at the, the stretch of the Lakers that didn't make the finals. So I guess you're looking at what? oh three 3 to, oh, not, would have been. It, it wasn't even a long stretch when you think about, what, 4? 3 no, it'd to been, 4 It would have been after after Kobe. So it would have been, what, 2000, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, what, 11 to, what, last 11 year. to 20. <laughs> yeah, yep. so that's the longest stretch that we've seen. Of like the Lakers, and I think that was just switching. Like you lost, you lost your your owner. You know what I'm saying? And it, mm-hmm. it changed things. But I think now that they figured it out, they can get it rolling again. I don't think so, you'll see that. Lakers, I don't think man. you'll see that again. Like I don't think you'll see a stretch that bad. And it was because, you know, you got them family issues. The son took over and completely mm-hmm. like shit the bed. <laughs> oh, 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 Jim! Yeah, he, idiot. He was awful. You know, uh, the, the the daughter took the reins, and she's kind of right. right. She, she did what she needed to do. Get LeBron in there. You know what I'm saying? LeBron got Anthony Davis in there, and now you got it rolling again. Now people, now it's cool to go to L.A. again. Now they can get the free agents again. I mean, you got to bring the swag yeah. back to the city, and that's what I mean when I talk about KD. Like, if KD wins and he can bring the swag back to New York. Like, they literally all wanted to play in New York, but it was like, nah we can't fuck with the Knicks (laughs)
1: that's why I say the Clippers that's why I say now the Clippers they gotta move because you missed your window the Lakers were bad for damn near a decade and you had title contending teams and could not get it done you gotta move bro you had your chance to solidify and capture fans and I mean now you might as well just go to Seattle go to Vegas Kansas City because it ain't happening for you in LA you're never gonna win that fan base over
0: yeah if i'm balling i definitely go to vegas or i go to uh seattle and you don't say that you be yeah. your own team you get out of that shadow because i mean even when you're trying to get free name yeah you get you get free agents there they're still thinking well shit if i'm being l.a i might as well go to the lakers you know what i mean so mm-hmm. exactly
1: yeah I exactly
0: mean, why go to the clippers so Kawhi, I, I, he's gonna have to do something extraordinary but even after that, I think when Kawhi leaves, the Lakers are still going to be rolling. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know, man. I just, I do, but I think it's hard because that market generates so much money even when they're bad. So it's hard to leave. Right. You know what I mean? So right. What you could leave and go to Seattle and not make nearly as much money as you do losing in L.A.
1: I mean, that's fair. I, you'd have to really do the numbers. I mean, I mean, although moving to Seattle is not like moving to Kansas City, you're getting. Now, a, but it's, I it's get the, your point. Uh,
0: it's the TV contract, I believe. I mean, that's what makes right. the Lakers one of the most always. The Lakers always had an advantage. Uh, well, not always. For a large part, since the 90s, they've had an advantage because of that TV contract. They've had the TV rich, richest TV contract in the NBA, and it's just because of that market. And they don't even watch Space TV. basically like the even, Yankees. Yeah, they don't even watch basketball like that Like <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, But it's crazy because they get that. So, I mean, as long as you got that. I don't know what the Clippers contract. I think the Heat has, like, the second biggest. It was for a while the Heat had the second biggest contract, something about that market. But the, I guess these TV contracts aren't, like, what we – like, not for every team, you know what I mean? Yeah. All
1: right, man. That's what I got uh, next week. We're going to be doing a season preview. We're going to figure out who to bring to y'all, put y'all up on game. Maybe we take a look at, like, the early 2000s Trailblazers or something because y'all disrespect them, too. They should have made a final. So, um, anything before we get out of here, man?
0: Yeah. Uh. Nah, nah, man, I don't got too much, man. Just excited to see uh, what's going to happen with this NBA <laughs> outside the bubble. Hey, we
1: preseason starting. That's it. That's all. We'll holler at y'all next week. Peace. Peace.